Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Hashtag dad advice from Jim Peterson, my dad, who said... Cheer as loud as you want for your own team. Don't ever boo the other team. Don't ever boo the other team. And to boo your own team? Unthinkable. And the world of James William Peterson. So, A, I would never do it. B, with the cost of those things? Are you kidding me? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Thank you, Rick Regan. Welcome to your favorite daytime sports talk show. It is episode number 467. Joining you today on Game Plus Television and YouTube Live from rainy South Florida. And in moments, you're going to hear from uh, the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. It's where the moose, Darren DuPont, resides. But before we bring him in, I've got the show guest lineup. I've got the quick six show topics. But we open the show with... Breaking news, guys. Breaking news. I assume all of you have the notifications on your phone, as do I. Connor McDavid will not play tonight for the Toronto Maple Leafs, or sorry, for the Edmonton Oilers against the Toronto Maple Leafs in a late night of the NHL schedule in Toronto. Connor McDavid deemed out. Oh, and we no. can delve. F- yeah, we can delve further into that. But from my score app. Orders captain Connor McDavid, forward Derek Ryan, and defenseman Tyson Berry have been placed in COVID-19 protocol and will not play Wednesday night against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we have breaking news right out of the chute. And for the Edmonton Oilers, who huh, everybody's talking about the heat on them, it's not going to help when they go into Toronto tonight without Connor McDavid. Let's bring in the Moose, Darren DuPont. And even though you are a Leafs fan, Moose, I can't think that this makes you feel good. Oh, my gosh. I hope we could go <laughs> two hours today without some bad news. But we leave the port to set sail with bad news. I assume you got the same notification just moments ago. Yeah, it's tough. We saw it before yesterday that he was going into the protocol and we weren't sure, right? And Austin Matthews went through this too. He took the home, you know, rapid test and then he went and it showed positive. So he went in for the PCR test and that came back negative. So there was a path for him to be able to play in the game tonight. It is, it does suck, but in a weird, sadistic kind of way, I think this might be good for the Edmonton Oilers. Now, Connor McDavid not in the lineup is never really a good thing. But they're dealing with all this adversity, and it's like, eh, Connor and Leon will get us out of it. They can score enough goals to get us out of this, right? Well, now Connor's not there. So everybody else needs to step up a little bit. This might rally the team together. I would watch out for Edmonton tonight. In a weird way, I have a feeling. National television tonight, Wednesday night on Sportsnet, Leafs, Oilers, no Connor McDavid. So how about that? Uh, Coming up on the program today, Ryan Leslie, the host of Sportsnet Flames broadcast. He'll be joining us in hour one and in hour two from ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati. Our good friend Mo Egger 
to talk about the AFC North champion, Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, nice work by producer Clark to get Mo on, because if you recall, Mo dared to predict the Bengals would make the playoffs this year, and we all laughed at him. And now they've won the AFC North. So we've got some stuff to talk with Mo Egger about. So that's the roadmap of the show. Can we please jump into the Quick Six Show Topics director, Jordan? Thank you. Uh, Well, we've covered, I guess, what would be the first topic. McDavid not playing tonight due to COVID. Now to last night's games. I'm reading from the Associated Press story. The NHL season isn't even half over, yet Calgary coach Daryl Sutter has seen enough to offer a big praise to the Florida Panthers. Daryl Sutter saying after last night's game, that's a team that's built for playoff hockey. Few would argue these days the Panthers are rolling again and Sutter's Flames were on the receiving end on Tuesday night. Patrick Hornquist scored twice. Sergei Bobrovsky stopped a season-high 47 shots and the Panthers pushed their winning streak to four games by topping the Calgary Flames 6-2. We can settle in on this one if you want. This was my featured game of the night and 6-2 did not do justice to what the game was. I was there Had a front row seat. I think the shots were 49-45, if my math is correct. 94 shots in all. The Flames outshot the Florida Panthers 49-45. And just to give you an idea of the game, Moose, I wrote about it in the commentary. It's up at rodpeterson.com right now. It's aired on Cat Country and Rock 98.5. Two lessons were learned in the game because the Flames came into the game, and I don't know if the Panthers were expecting it or not, but they tried to run them out of the rink. Flames style, especially under Daryl Sutter. And the Panthers didn't have a shot for the first four minutes, which is saying something for the Florida Panthers, who have led the NHL in first period goals. But they shrugged that off. Flames actually took a 2-1 first period lead, but it was like, whack! It was like the Panthers got hit, stumbled up against the ropes, and they're like, oh, yeah? And then the Flames kept playing that rough-and-tumble hockey. They got in the penalty box. They got into penalty trouble. The Panthers scored five unanswered goals. And came back and won the game 6-2. And I was driving home from the game thinking, one for from Florida, from their perspective, it's they're not just a finesse team. Because that's what everybody thinks. Hooby-dooby-doo, Alexander Barkov, they're all skill. No, 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 they can stand up to the bullies. And it's a great day when you realize you can stand up to the bullies and win. Florida realized that about themselves last night. And the Calgary Flames realized they got some work to do because I was sitting there very early on tweeting from the game, hey, this is the most aggressive team that's come in here all season long. The Flames were, but they didn't keep it up for 60 minutes. And even then you saw what Daryl said after the game. They're like, this team is at another level from anybody else I've seen. Were you able to catch any of it on Sportsnet Flames last night? Yeah, I was going back and forth between that one and a couple others uh, on on the NHL app. And, and, you know, you're right. It was like... It felt like the Avengers going against Thanos, kind of like Calgary, threw everything they had at Florida, and the Panthers ended up, you know, winning 6-2. to two. I mean, Calgary's aggressive. They know they've got some things to clean up. Um, they went toe-to-toe with them. Obviously, they don't want to get into a shootout with a team like that. Um, but it was a good test, not just for, for Florida. It was a good test for Calgary, too, a measuring stick. Now they know where they need to be if they want to compete, get into the playoffs, and go on a run in the spring. they got to be able to play the way they played, but they got to compete. they got to stay out of the penalty box and, and, and beat teams like Florida. But it was, it was a really fun game, even though the score was a little lopsided. 
Hey guys, Moose here. When you're done listening to this podcast, you should check out Blindsided. The Players Tribune has launched its first ever mental health podcast called Blindsided. It's hosted by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. The show shares moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and mental health became the most important focus of their lives. It's called Blindsided from the Players' Tribune. It allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges that people face. And they've already had guests that include Kevin Lowe of the Oilers, Paul Bissonnette, and Kurt Warner. It's available now. The Players' Tribune launching its first ever mental health podcast called Blindsided with Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. You can check it out now when you're done listening to this wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, it was odd the way the game is. The goals started to pour in for the for the Florida Panthers. But my God, are they a good hockey team? Listen, the comments are pouring in, and I appreciate you. But just hold on, because this is me and Moose's time here in the warm up. Uh, moving on to other NHL games, there were a lot of games last night. Eight. I've just designated a few highlight games here. The Winnipeg Jets are responding to new coach Dave Lowry. Connor Hellebuck stopped 26 shots, and the Jets won their third straight, beating the Arizona Coyotes 3-1 in Glendale. It was the third win in a row for the Jets, all under Lowry, who replaced longtime coach Paul Maurice back on December 17th. Winnipeg in fifth place in the Central Division with 37 points was coming off a 5-4 overtime win over the Vegas Golden Knights. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, the Jets didn't let down against the Coyotes, who are now in NHL worst 6-22-3. and uh, we'll talk about that coming up in our top five, bottom five. And another game that I had my eye on, Andre Palat had two goals and an assist to lead the Tampa Bay Lightning past the Columbus Blue Jackets 7-2. The win was the first in four games for Tampa Bay. Columbus has lost for the fourth time in five games. Andre Palat is the favorite player of my little buddy Brody, kid here in South Florida. And uh, this is funny because did you see Wes Magali's call on the highlights of, of the game of the Detroit San Jose. Um, Brody is, is from a family of young hockey playing kids down here in South Florida. They live in Dodge city. And, uh, here's the thing about West Magali. The other night they were going to the Panthers game and the kids all wanted to know if West Magali was going to be the ref going to the game. I couldn't name you three other NHL referees besides West Magali. I swear to God. So I think it's kind of funny that the NHL, well, they don't want the referees to have any personality. Sometimes I think they don't want anybody to have any personality. They don't have a problem with Wes Magali. The guy's got a thing. He's got chutzpah. He's got pizzazz. He does. He does in a huge way. And he's so wonderful for the game. The players love him. You know, maybe they roll their eyes at him sometimes. But, like, it's, it's really good for the game. And did you hear that call? You can just find it on, I think it's on our social. It's on everybody's social media uh, of the five for fighting. And... The crowd goes nuts. The broadcasters go nuts. It's so entertaining. Imagine going to the rink and wondering who the referee's going to be and if it's going to be Wes Magali. That's the thing that he's got yeah. going on, so kudos to him. Now, to point two, our NHL top five, bottom five. I know Nelson's got the graphic ready, and uh, let's start with the top five teams in the National Hockey League as designated by the host of the Rod Peterson Show. RP, do we have the graphic, guys? Yeah, it's coming. So is Christmas. <laughs> we need the Jeopardy music. I'm just kidding. 
Here we go. The number one team in the National Hockey League is the Florida Panthers, and that's not just me being a suck-up, even though they treat me great. The Florida Panthers have the number one winning percentage in the National Hockey League. They have the number one goal differential in the National Hockey League. They just played a fewer games than some of these other teams. The number one team are the Florida Panthers. The number two team, the New York Rangers, who, listen, I know they've got the most points in the NHL, but they're kind of new kids on the block here. Oh, 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 oh. new kids on the block. You're not number one yet, Rangers. Number three, Tampa Bay. I just said they won for the first time in four games last night. So they're the number three team, even though they're a couple points ahead of the Panthers and they've played more games. Number four is the Washington Capitals, who find themselves tied with the New York Rangers for not only the division lead, but the NHL lead. Number four, Washington. And number five, the Western Conference leading Vegas Golden Knights. And by the way, last night's game in Sunrise was not an NHL Stanley Cup Finals preview between the Flames and the Panthers. January 27th will be Golden Knights and Panthers here in Sunrise. I'll be there. Uh, to the bottom five. And this was not hard. The 28th team in the NHL are the Chicago Blackhawks, the fifth worst. The 29th team, the Buffalo Sabres. They are who we thought they were. The 30th team, the Seattle Kraken, which it, there's not much more to be said about that. We expected this. Number 31, the Montreal Canadiens. GM change has made no change. And number 32, the Arizona Coyotes. And from what I see on SportsCenter, insider trading, the Vultures are starting to circle the Arizona Coyotes. And they're going to be shipping, uh, selling off parts in Arizona. So that is our top five, bottom five in the National Hockey League. And before we move on to the next point, which will be football, Moose, any uh, thoughts on that? Um, I'll tell you, it's really weird seeing the New York Rangers, number two on your list. Not that I Isn't disagree it? with it. It just feels so weird. Twilight Zone, man. Like, I know the Rangers have some pieces and their goaltending's good. You know, they've got some weapons up front. They're a really good hockey team. And we kind of could see glimpses of this over the last two seasons. But it just it feels weird seeing them up there. Not doesn't feel weird seeing Washington up there. It doesn't feel weird. A little weird that Florida's number one. I mean, but we've seen that coming too, and that's been all year. But yeah, New York, that was the one that just comes off the map for me. Highest winning percentage in the National Hockey League. Highest goal differential. I believe it's plus 31, owned by the Florida Panthers. They're number one, bro. Boy, isn't it appropriate that we're going to Calgary next week where they say, if you don't like the weather, wait 15 minutes, it'll change. Raining all morning here. Chilly. I put on this quarter zip, Dolphins top. Now I'm sweating. Send a prayer up for me, Moose. <laughs> to point uh, three, it's Darren's top five in the National Football League. We got time for this. Darren's top five in the National Football League. You got them handy off the top of your head? Yeah, and I think we should have a graphic for this, too. Oh, we never got a graphic. Okay. Um, do I have them off the top of my head? I can find them in, like, 10 seconds. But it's pretty easy. The number one, or let's start at number five. Um, you're going to have to give me just uh, 10 seconds here to pull it up. Stop. I'm going to read the Associated Press, and then you find yours. Let's this came that. out this morning from the Associated Press, the NFL's top five. Actually, they're power 32. New Year, same old Green Bay Packers. The Packers dominated Minnesota on Sunday night to clinch the top seed in the NFC and home field throughout the conference playoffs. With the best record in the NFL heading into the last week of the regular season, the Packers kept the top spot in the AP's Pro 32 poll. 
Packers earned all 12 first place votes. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers moved up two spots to number two. I guess if you beat the Jets, that'll do that. The LA Rams climbed two spots to number three. The Rams, who have won five in a row, can clinch the NFC West on Sunday with a victory over the San Francisco 49ers. The AFC West champion Kansas City Chiefs fell two spots to number four after a last-second loss to the Bengals. And despite having the AFC's top seed at the moment, the Tennessee Titans are at number five in this week's poll. The Titans clinched, sorry, they inched up a spot after routing Miami and can wrap up home field with a win at Houston on Sunday. So that's the top five from the Associated Press. Green Bay, Tampa Bay, L.A. Rams, Kansas City Chefs, and the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Who are yours? Do they mesh? Do they jive? Pretty close. At number five, I've got the uh, L.A. Rams, who have now just quietly won five in a row and are playing pretty well. But their quarterback play doesn't make them as good right now as as Tennessee, who are starting to get healthy. Their defense is playing at a really high level. Um, They flexed on the Miami Dolphins, who had won, was it, seven in a row. So I've got Tennessee ahead of L.A., um, but Tennessee, I don't think, would beat Tampa if they played today. Tom Brady just continues to get it done. I mean, when you have Antonio Brown going down the sidelines and walking off the field like that and all the distraction and you're losing, and then Tom says, okay, next man up, and then just goes down the field and wins, they'll be next man up. And, and if they get healthy, they'll be dangerous. But even though they lost, I don't think either of them are as good as Kansas City right now. I, I don't. I think Kansas City's defense was an issue early. They cleaned that up. Their offense wasn't getting it together, but now they've cleaned that up a little bit. And even though they lost, I think they've got too many weapons. And I think they're the second-best team, and they're all trailing Green Bay. And I think Green Bay right now is the odds-on favorite. They're the only team to clinch a bye. I think they're, they're, uh, they should be the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl. Interesting, by the way, a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers being on Pat McAfee's show yesterday, saying the secret to his success is he stopped giving a crap. Did you see that, How about that? Uh, yeah. comment from him? How about that? You know, I mean, he is so late. He's always been a laid back guy, but now he's so much more laid back. And when you dial into you and you start stop worrying about everything else that's going on around you that you can't control, you become pretty powerful. He doesn't care what you think. That's right. He doesn't care what we think. There's freedom in that. And I guess it comes with being the MVP of the National Football League. I'll sneak one more point in here before we break and then continue it on after the break. Fred Van Vliet and the Toronto Raptors are on a nice roll. Fred had 33 points to lead Toronto past the San Antonio Spurs 129-104 Tuesday night for their third straight win. It marked the third consecutive game that Van Vliet has scored over 30 points. Raps at Milwaukee tonight. Hashtag fear the deer. When we come back, we'll continue the quick six and we'll sprinkle in some viewer comments as we'll get into Taco Time viewer takeover a little early. On the way, Ryan Leslie from Sportsnet Flames and ESPN Cincinnati's Mo Egger. You are watching Daytime Sports Talk, the RP show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. RP Show continues. Episode number 467. Hey, we are going to open up the comments. 
uh, keep it fresh like Taco Time. Taco Time brings you our viewer comments. And, of course, we award the $50 gift card each week to Taco Time for the comment of the week. Canadians love local. Go local, eat local. Taco Time uses fresh ingredients sourced in Canada. Our beef, chicken, cheddar cheese, sour cream, and Mexi fries all come from the great white north. And by the way, a lot of people, Moose, talking about my flow. I got to say, very happy to have Tough Tribe for men on board. We can bring the Moose in. There's a, no stranger to getting compliments on his flow is Darren DuPont. But it's new for me. Tough Tribe for Men was designed to meet the unique demands of clean professional grooming the warm scent of a gentleman's shampoo teams up with an invigorating cool peppermint conditioner. Pop that off with a little beard and hair pomade to start your day feeling fresh and confident. Available today at toughtribeformen.com and Amazon Canada. So I said that we would turn it loose to a few of the comments, but I'm jumping in a little late here. They're talking about Maybe the comments are in front of you on the board about moving the team. Are they talking about moving the Coyotes still? Is that what they're talking about? They're saying who would own the team in Houston? Yeah, well, it is, started, that, is that what I missed? Yeah, it started. Um, and if you see me look off here, my eyes go this way. That's where the comment board is. Um, yeah, it started in your top five, bottom five. You know, they had Arizona 32, and then they wanted to – somebody mentioned that, and then they started talking about it. So that's where the comments kind of go into a world of their own, and – you know, try yes. to decipher what they want us to talk about and what they want to just talk about amongst themselves. I'm going to continue with a few of the comments and, uh, sorry, uh, show topics here. You said your featured game was the Texas Bowl. Obviously, I didn't watch any of it, but I do have the recap here. Deuce Vaughn and the Kansas State Wildcats finished a streaky season on a positive note Tuesday night with a dominant 42-20 win over injury-depleted LSU in the Texas Bowl in Houston. Vaughn, a sophomore running back and first-team All-American, as an all-purpose player, rushed for 146 yards on 21 carries. He scored four touchdowns, three rushing, and one receiving. I won't go any more into the story than that, other than did you watch it? Was it on Canadian television last night, the Texas it was, Bowl? It was not on Canadian television, but I did watch it. So ah, you know where ooh. I watched it. And it was tough for LSU because they had like 39 players um, they had no scholarship quarterback, meaning no quarterback that was recruited via a scholarship. So they were down the depth chart. They tried to opt out of the game, but they opted out of a bowl game last year. So they couldn't opt out two years in a row. So, yeah, it was a tough one for LSU. Um, I know that we have photos ready to go. So, Clark, tell me when you got them ready to go. The weekend photo album, we weren't ready to, we weren't ready to air them yesterday all of us collectively, but we are today, the weekend Great Western Brewing Company photo album. It's kind of a holiday photo album. I'm interested to see what everybody's are. These are mine. This is at the mall yesterday in Boca Raton. That's my Jeep on the left. Two others just migrated towards mine. It was like we had an impromptu meeting of the club, Jeep season. And then I had a note stuck in my console. Uh, weird, but cool. This was walking up to the game last night at FLA Live Arena. Hashtag no filter moose. Does that not just look majestic to you, the host oh of the, uh, the home of the Florida Panthers? Seriously, like I was walking up to the rink. Uh, I just I think that's so cool. Such a great shot and great place to go uh, watch hockey. I want to spend more time on that game plus the orders leaves tonight in a minute. But moving on, these come from you. Clark tells me what do you tell me your photos here, man? Yeah, that's my nephew Otto. I bought him some uh, some uh, safety gear so he can go and work with my brother out in nice. the shop. 
some goggles and the earphones and the the noise canceling, the gloves. So he was he couldn't wait to get those on. And this was my New Year's Eve. I whipped up. I like you know I like to cook. So we made some steak, uh, a little hors d'oeuvre with mushrooms, and that's a dark chocolate mousse I made from scratch. So that was uh, how about that? Nice. Little New Year New Year's Eve, and uh, and then we got a photo came in from a viewer over the holidays. This was Eric. On Twitter, he sent this in. He was there with Cordell Patterson of the uh, Atlanta Falcons. That's a selfie. He's from Saskatoon, and he wants us to know that that yellow hoodie underneath is a Saskatoon Blades hoodie that he was wearing at the game in oh, yeah. Buffalo. So that was his holiday. Sweet. I have the same one. I have the same bunny hug. Cool. Thank you, Eric, for sending that in. While we're at it, oh, by the way, the photo albums for Great Western Brewing Company, extra smooth, extra refreshing. Find Original 16 at a store near you today, including all over Calgary and Southern Alberta, where we will be broadcasting for two weeks beginning Monday at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. Michael Wynn's watching on Game Plus Television right now in Winnipeg, Moose. You remember he came to our, what do we what did we call it, our meet and greet at Hooters? Yeah. yeah. In August when we were there? Michael wants to know what we thought of season four of Cobra Kai. Haven't watched it yet. Waiting to tuck into it. Um, but listen, I don't. we're going to talk about Yellowstone for a second. So spoiler alert, everybody cover your ears. If you don't want to hear about the finale of Yellowstone, which aired Sunday night on Paramount. I was disappointed. Have you got around to watching it yet? You haven't even watched it. You said you were going to. I know. You said you were going to watch. I was going to watch it last night, so it's on the docket after the Leafs and, and Oilers game tonight, unfortunately. But anyways, you can spoil it. I'll, I'll be fine. Well, I already told you on the phone the other day that I was highly disappointed in the season finale of Yellowstone. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. The season was great. Oh, yeah. The finale, nowhere near as explosive as the finale of season three of Yellowstone. No, Have you really, tucked into Cobra Kai yet? It toned down at the end of the season a little bit. I thought it was going to be a little more violent towards the end of the year. It got a little more emotional in, in uh, Yellowstone, but still really good. Cobra Kai I haven't tucked into yet for season four. So maybe we'll do that over our time in Calgary and we can talk about it on the air. Um, okay. I said that we would get into viewer comments earlier, and I'm just have a slight tech issue here today. Trust me or bear with me. I'm old. Zach in Calgary watching says, Rod, do you plan on going to MRU at all in Calgary? That's Mount Royal University, my alma mater. Uh, I may stop by there. I've been told that my name is on their wall of fame. How about that? We got to check that out. But I've yet to see it. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll pop by MRU. I'll take right you by on. my old dorm. 74D3. 74D3 was my dorm. At Mount Royal. How about that? Wow. Can't believe I remember that. Well, hey. Especially to, with the to, brain cells that I killed. Well, same here. Oh, five. <laughs> so if you're in the Saskatoon area and you want to do the star map thing, 64 Gray Ave was the first condo that we lived in. Like seven guys. Uh, Mike Horgan's watching in the 905. He says, great photos, Darren and Eric. Go Leafs, go. What about mine? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, from John in Edmonton says, is Jeff the Stamps fan going to be a guest in Calgary when you're there? I don't know. That'll be up to Jeff the Stamps fan. But I did have a Flames fan ask me if there will be a live studio audience. Flames fan asked me that last night for our live RP shows from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. And I said, honestly, don't know. 
I just show up and talk. Do you know any of the details, Moose, of whether or not there will be a live studio audience for the RP show next well, week in Calgary? Well, I've, I've got an important call this afternoon, actually, uh, you know, sealing up some of the details. And I've got a, some ideas in place. Um, but if we're allowed to, from Alberta Health and Safety and the Public Health in Alberta, if we're allowed to, um, we are going to do some meet and greets. And uh, I've got a couple cool little neat ideas planned. So stay tuned for that. Um, Monday's show, obviously, we'll, we're going to get there. We're going to get settled. But then we're gonna, we'll unveil some, some plans for a meet and greet. Okay. And speaking of me being old, before I get back into the actual serious talk, and we're still waiting for the top comment of the week, by the way. For Taco Time, folks, you got two and three quarters shows left. We'll award it on Friday. Um, I was in the mall yesterday and I had to buy a watch. I told you I foobarred my Fitbit. Yeah. And so I had to go buy a new watch. And I was looking at this one with the black face. And then I was looking at one with rose gold. And you know this story because I called you. But yeah, guy, typical Southern South Florida guy is looking over my shoulder. He kind of looked a little like Marshall Ferguson, the CFL on TSN play-by-play guy, former yep. voice of the Tidecast. Kind of what he looked like. He's like, brah, buy both. They're only 100 bucks," And I'm like, uh, trying to declutter my life, but thanks. And I said, and I think the rose gold one might be a woman's. And he goes, listen, I know people of your generation wouldn't want to wear rose gold or pink, but who cares, man? It's a new generation. Wear it. It's cool. You're cool. Look good on you. In the end, I just bought one. That's like a Steven Tyler thing. You know, Aerosmith, lead singer, he always wore women's shirts because he just thought they hung on his body a little bit better and a little more flashy. He was cool. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no Tyler. idea. Yeah. How about that? That'll be my thing, wearing women's watches. How about that? How Jeff, the Stamps that? fan, just said, says, what's that? I just heard my name. Are my fans asking for me? Uh, hey. Do we, want, do we want to be that show that brings fans on the set? Do we want to be that? I'm not sure that we want to be that. Maybe. Maybe. Um, to the... Okay. John in Edmonton says, what do you guys think of hockey moving to the Summer Olympics? Gary Bettman wants it. Um, this is an evolving story. But let me just say, Gary Bettman's a powerful man, but just because Gary Bettman wants it doesn't mean that it's going to happen. And I can't see hockey being moved to the Summer Olympics. That's all I want to spend on that in terms of time. I do want to spend a little more time on the Flames and Panthers game last night, which I watched at FLA Live Arena. And um, now you said you were impressed with my preview of the game yesterday where I talked about the fact that the Flames are the number one road team in the NHL. The Panthers are the number one home team in the NHL. Isn't it always special? Tonight's Edmonton-Toronto game will be special too. When you've got cross-conference play, because you're used to playing within your own conference for the most certainly your own division let alone conference and last night when the flames were like literally trying to run the panthers out of the ring what well, not dirty but just a heavy game as they say it was really cool to watch the panthers just kind of stand back and just kind of get their wits about them before they said wait wait a minute we can play this way too and i literally have never seen the panthers play as hard as they did all year long and i've watched just about every one of their home games that Alexander Barkov man, Darren, you got to get down here and watch him play live. He's got the most deceptive, dirty shot in the National Hockey League as far as I'm concerned. This guy is a man-child. He's a beast. Probably the most underrated star in the NHL. And furthermore, people were 
writing me on Twitter because I posted some photos from the game. They're like, is there attendance restrictions in Florida? Because that's not a very good crowd. I'm like, uh, it's because the Calgary Flames are here. And that's nothing against the Calgary Flames because the Florida Panthers aren't a draw west, as you know. Mm -hmm. But it's not a geographical regional rivalry. But dagnammit, do you expect the Oilers and Leafs to stand back and chuck them like the Flames and Panthers did last night? Or, or can they with McDavid not playing? I do expect it, but not in a physical way. I expect it to be more of a chances here, chances there, goals, shots, that type of explosive hockey. Not in a physical way. I don't think either of those two teams bring it in the, in the same way that like a Calgary would. And now we learn a Florida would. And that's not what we're used to seeing from the Florida Panthers, right? So it, it's, it's a new age of hockey in Florida where they can stand up physically and go toe-to-toe with the Calgary Flames like they did and have the high-end scoring punch to put six in the back of the net. I do think tonight's game is one on the calendar because you got, you know, maybe Canada's most exciting team in the East and Canada's most exciting team in the West because of McDavid and Dreisaitl. It's always fun. Those two fan bases hate each other. So tonight's game will be really good. And after last night's game, getting back-to-back great NHL nights is a treat for the fans. Moose, (coughs) pardon me. I'll see you back here an hour or two. Sounds good. Sportsnet Flames host Ryan Leslie joins us live next. It's daytime sports talk coming to you from South Florida and the NHL's Bermuda Triangle on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. RP show brought to you in part by Bronco Plumbing and Heating. Call us today and book your duct cleaning. Breaking news from the National Hockey League today. Connor McDavid will not play tonight for the Edmonton Orders at the Toronto Maple Leafs due to COVID protocol. Last night here in Sunrise, Florida, it wasn't the game of the year, but it was close. The Florida Panthers defeating the Calgary Flames 6-2 despite being outshot by Calgary 49-45. It was a whale of a game. And if you watched it on Sportsnet Flames, you saw this guy, Ryan Leslie, the host. He joins us today from the Great White North. And I would love to know, uh, hey, nice to see you, man. Happy New Year, by the way. How are you doing? Same to you. It's uh, great to be with you. Sorry, my phone's moving here. Um, You know what? Uh, It's weird here. Uh, I'm in Toronto in studio. Everything's locked down. And uh, so, you know, in Calgary, it's minus 40. And in uh, Florida, it's probably 30 degrees. And I'm kind of in Toronto, just kind of waiting to see how it all unfolds here. But uh, yeah, wild game last night. It was wild. By the way, it'll be plus 10 in Calgary next week when the RP show rolls in. Broadcasting live from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, and your invitation has served, Ryan. Uh, so, what was your take Whoa. of how that game went down last night? Well, my take, Roddy, was the fact that you fanboyed it right up, videotaping Matthew Kachuk as we would expect. I told you you loved him. Uh, at first, you thought you didn't like him. Now, you're recording him, you're watching him stretch, keeping your professional eye on all things Calgary Flames. And to see you tweeting about how they're better than your beloved Oilers, I mean, I really uh, could not believe what an about face you have made publicly about professing your love as a Calgary Flame fan. That's what I took away from the whole thing. 
<laughs> yeah, you don't want to talk about the game, clearly. Uh, by the way, some fan came after me saying I should you get out of Matthew Kachuk's face. <laughs> right. They said I should get out of Kachuk's face. I'm like, there was a window between us, by the way. Okay, there was a window between us. I was nowhere near him. Anyways, yeah. Hey, I'd be happy to get something signed for you if you like. <laughs> well, we'll talk. We'll talk next week. Um, <laughs> listen, Ryan, get to it. Get to it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that was a game that I don't imagine Daryl Sutter is still very happy with. There, there were some positives for sure, but there were the takeaways, and I know he made a comment after the game about there is no postseason if you play like that. Um, that was a little too loosey-goosey for him. I think we as fans, and I think a lot of people from the outside looked at that game early on anyhow. That first 20 minutes had a little bit of everything. It was physical. It was end-to-end. Uh, -end, and There were chances. There were goals. Um, but the second period, uh, I think things kind of tightened up a little bit. It wasn't as entertaining. And then it just kind of opened up again. And, you know, I just think that's nowhere close to the style of game Daryl wants his team to play. But uh there was certainly uh entertaining moments to it and you know if you're if you're just watching the florida panthers for the first time you see how fast they are you see how good they can be they've got a goaltender who's playing really well at home i think he's 12 and 1 12 1 and 0 i think at home now uh bobrovsky um and so you see and you mentioned barkoff i heard earlier on your show boy he is a man child guys are bouncing off him he's just dangerous and underrated so um there's a lot to like about Florida, and I think it was neat coming into that game where it was sort of like, hey, is this a, you know, a good measuring stick for Calgary, their game? And I think there was some talk about whether or not maybe it's a good measuring stick for Florida as well. So powerhouse, well, a really strong Western team coming into a really strong Eastern team's house, and we kind of saw what happened. And full marks to Florida, and uh, I would imagine Daryl will have things a little different for the game against the uh, Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, Ryan, we expect, I think, scrums after the whistle and face washes in the BOA, Oilers Flames. But last night, as you saw, after every whistle in the first period, there were scrums. And they weren't love taps. When you got cross-conference play like that, I was a little surprised. Why do you think there was as much angst in the early going between these two teams? Uh, you know, I didn't read too much into it. I think you know, I there's you know I don't think you're hyping it up either. I just think that's a good part of it, and there was some juice for sure. There was a an attempt to run uh, Johnny Gaudreau that didn't go over well by uh, Radko Gudis, and uh, then that drew a response, and that kind of set the tone early on. You also have Blake Coleman, who knows that team pretty well from his time in Tampa, and he was, I think, Calgary's best player. Uh, he was very dialed in. Um, he was getting his nose dirty, and that was great to see. I loved it. I just thought that was that component. I want to see more of that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it's just about uh, knowing how good Florida is. There's some familiarity over there. Obviously, Ryan Lomberg, the former Flame, there's some good, you know, good relationships between he and members of the Flames. I think everybody just wanted to put their best foot forward. And, again, full marks to Florida, who, who just kind of prevailed and pulled away and all kinds of shots, some bad blood. And, uh, you know, and I, I kind of like those games, Rod, myself, in terms of if you're going to lose, those are the those are the losses where the next day the coach certainly has the ear of the team. It wasn't one like, oh, we got away with one. We don't really need to change it. They're going to have to go to work today, and they're going to have to change a lot, and they're gonna, everybody's going to have to be a lot sharper. So sometimes a good ass kicking is, is what you need. 
Ryan Lomberg, the Lamborghini, as they call him down here in South Florida. Did you guys call him that in his 12 games in Calgary at all? No. But, you know, he was in the system and full marks to Calgary for finding him. And, you know, that was that just was a tough, tough one to say goodbye to. This is a character guy who gives you everything he's got. Spoke with him for about half an hour on the phone yesterday. I just love the kid. And he just gives you such an honest effort every night. And he's a great, infectious guy. And he was talking just about their room and how guys like Patrick Hornquist, who had a heck of a game uh, last night, you know, really has helped change that culture there. And uh, they've got great pieces. Um, they love playing for Andrew Burnett, former Owen Sound player. No big deal. And uh, everything's going, you know, the right way for Florida. I'm just so happy for uh, for Ryan to, uh, you know, he's got a baby on the way. Um, and life is great for him, and I'm, I'm really happy for him. Didn't get a chance to see Sam Bennett, who I know is also enjoying his time down there. Um, hopefully we'll see him uh, when Florida comes up to Calgary. But uh, it's just going right for that group, and there's a lot of good players and a couple of really good guys on that roster. Pretty uh, easy team to like for sure. Um, pretty interesting and revealing comment by Daryl Sutter after the game. The Jolly Rancher saying, in typical Daryl's style, a team's at another level. Do you think the Flames can get at that level this year, Ryan? Oh, yeah, I do. And I think they've been there. Um, they've been on the road, Roddy, a lot, as you know. And uh, they've got two massive trips out east. They went out to the West Coast. You know, they just can't kind of came back from. Uh, 18, 19 days of the COVID pause and uh, you go into Seattle and you go into Chicago and you, you ease back into it in terms of the strength of schedule and getting your game, knocking some rust off. But we've seen Calgary at that level. They've gone in and beat some powerhouse teams in this uh, in this conference. So, yeah, I'm not worried about that. I mean, you know, Jacob Barkstrom's done the job and I think Johnny Gaudreau's playing out of his mind right now and Elias Lindholm's been sensational. You you know, you'd like to get the secondary scoring uh, going a little bit more. And you saw some of that last night with Blake Coleman scoring his first and eight. Um, but uh, Milan Lucic has been getting it done as well. So secondary scoring, if it can kind of continue, um, yeah, I think I think they're a team that can play at that level, has played at that level, and uh, probably is is going to get back to that level at some point. Whether or not um, they are considered uh, the best team in the West, uh, all season remains to be seen, but uh, there's certainly a team that um, has shown flashes and glimpses of being that caliber of team. Wow, very impressive. Let's not forget they did put 49 shots on Bob last night. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Calgary uh, in person in their barn. Uh, do you have a take on the arena deal being officially scrapped, by the way? It's just so disheartening. Uh, I try not to wade into sides or, you know, because everybody's got an opinion without really knowing about some of the conversations that go on. It's, I just feel bad for Flames fans because they're kind of sitting there going, what else can be thrown their way? You know, if it isn't a shutdown, if it isn't uh, uh, their team on a pause, if it isn't the arenas being quiet, if it isn't now the arena news, I just... If there's a fan base that deserves a little bit uh, of good luck, it's the Flames fan base. And that's just the honest truth. I mean, I know everybody's going through everything, but just as we stay in context as far as uh, hockey and and just kind of getting dealt a tough hand, uh, Flames fans could use a little little break and it's freezing out there. And, you know, it's just one of these things where they, they could use uh, a bit of good luck right now. So hopefully this thing gets back on track. I'm optimistic it will, but uh, as far as the inner workings of it, I just... Yeah, I just feel bad for everybody. Well, they've got a great hockey team. 
They've got the RP Show coming to Calgary beginning Monday. And most of all, they've got you. You're my favorite. Ryan, thank you. Stay safe out there. They've got you as their number one fan, and we're going to work on getting you uh, maybe some Matthew Kachuk pajamas or maybe uh, a face paint with a big uh, flaming C on your face when you come to town. I don't know what it is, but it's a better color scheme than what you got on right now. I'll wear it. Thanks, Ryan. Great to see you, pal. Happy New Year. Same to you. Sportsnet Flames, Ryan Leslie. He is outstanding. Viewer takeover next for Taco Time. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. All right, welcome back, everybody. And it is Taco Time viewer takeover. Taco Time signature hot sauce is made in-house daily. I'm going to try and sneak in a sports update if I can. But first, well, we've been doing viewer takeover all day. We started it early. <sighs> Flames coming off my phone here. Listen, if you in Calgary are looking for something to be happy about, be happy that you're not the Edmonton Oilers. Ryan Rashog tweeting the TSN Edmonton Bureau Chief. Love a good quote, but it's Dave Tippett's job to manage the tire fire happening. This is from Ryan Rashog moments ago, pointing a finger at Miko Koskinen the way he did, while all of it true was too aggressive an approach to take while the heat was so cranked up on all. Then he doubled down the next day, adding that he didn't like the third goal either. That is when Koskinen fired back in the Finnish media, defending himself, criticizing the team's offense, however, was a mistake. He's not doing his job well enough to point any fingers at anyone else. That's what's going on in Edmonton today. We'll add to that the fact that Connor McDavid's not going to play tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, wow, I was a little surprised by Dave Tippett's comments after the game in New York the other night. The normally reserved and stoic Dave Tippett did point the finger at his goalie. You just wonder if Dave's feeling the heat. Sports update, the WHL announced that Victoria Royals forward Bailey Peach has been named the player of the week. He led all WHL skaters with 13 points, including a seven-point outing against the Vancouver Giants. And Victoria Royals goalies Campbell Arnold and Tyler Palmer are splitting the goalie of the week award. Arnold was 2-0 with a 2.00 goals against average, while Palmer turned aside 89 shots over 119 minutes, including a 50-safe shutout. That's from the dub. Novak Djokovic will defend his Austrian Open title after receiving a medical exemption to travel to Melbourne. Djokovic hasn't revealed if he's vaccinated against Verona. Last minute, last minute of play in hour one. No rest for the Toronto Raptors. Toronto visits the Milwaukee Bucks tonight after earning a 129-104 home victory over San Antonio last night. This sports update for Baldur's Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games for the Tab Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. A little taste of what's to come in hour two. Young Hoggies watching on YouTube. He says, I wish more games were like Florida and Calgary last night. Fast-paced, entertaining, and over in a timely fashion. I agree. I was home by 10. From James Henderson says he's cleaning his driveway and listening to the RP show. We'll check in with all of you all when we come back for hour two on Game Plus right after this. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. 
you gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.